Today we're talking about the number one most streamed television show this week, The Summer I Turned Pretty. The first three episodes of the second season came out on Amazon, July 14th, Love Lost, Love Seen, and Love Sick. On this podcast, we like to talk about the most recent installments of a different series every show. Let's jump into this teen rom drum written and created by Jenny Han. Okay, so my first question for you is what side do you fall on? Is What are the two characters' names? <laughs> Jeremiah and Conrad. Yeah, are you a Conrad fan or a Jeremiah fan? I'm going to probably have to go with Conrad. Jeremiah, to me, seemed like a whiny little bitch in this episode. I'm, well, or not the just second this episode. episode. You watched all first, three, right? Yes, all, all three. But the first and second episode specifically, yes. I, I felt like Conrad at least was a better character. It does feel like the internet is on your side, at least with this season. It seems like Conrad has come across rather well in people's eyes. I do believe that every teenage girl in the world is watching this show. <laughs> I also think that the one thing that people want to hear about is what two uh, straight guys have to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just funny to me. This is definitely one of those shows where the people they cast, Jeremiah is actually 23 years old, and man, does he look in this episode. I did not buy that he, he looks was a old? high schooler. Yes, I thought he, he would look old. like the youngest one he besides looks, the belly. He looks older than I felt Conrad did. Oh, okay. At least Conrad, when was they the showed haircut? the back. Yes, I think it was. It was because Conrad, when they showed him in the back flashes, he at least seemed like he could have been in high school or a freshman in college, which is what he's playing. Yes. The comparisons I have here is Edge of 17, which is funny because Kira Sedgwick shows up in both of these. She shows Highly up in the rated movie. Uh, All the Boys I Loved, even though I never watched it, I think it falls along those lines. Same author. Gossip. Same author? Yes. This is To All the Boys I Loved, where those movies, uh, there were three of them based off her books. Um, and then also, then there's a spinoff series, XO Kitty, which uh, it, it, which is a spinoff to the All, All the boys or whatever but jenny han didn't have a direct hold on the all the boys i love series so she, but she did with this which is so strange like i'm never or i don't see very often the showrunner being the author to the actual books mm -hmm. i think she wrote the first episode or second episode of this season i think it was the second episode yeah second episode would actually make more sense because more things actually happened in yeah, that. yeah, yeah. i also have gossip girl 2021 never have i ever riverdale those fit the team vibes but what wait wait, wait 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 i want to go through more yes sex education since i know you've seen that series it's not the same because, well, sex, edu because sex education I mean yes it takes place in a high school but i mean they are completely that's a complete comedy this is supposed to be a romance okay okay that's fair uh cruel summer i know you didn't watch it but there were dual timelines and i hear there's a lot of flashbacks in between mm. those two timelines to tell this first or this second season story i can see it like definitely again different genres but in what you're talking about the uh yeah the flashbacks and the in the not the future flashes but the present storyline mm -hmm. yeah yeah there's okay more comparison okay there. is it is it a flashback of like a year? I think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in Cruel Summer it was like between three years, at least the season I watched. The Big C, because I know that there's a big cancer storyline that like gets kind of like, uh, that they talk about the death in this season. Yes, right? Susanna. And I wanted to know if you knew in season one, did they kill her off? Because No, this... they ended the season with her getting, re or not rehab, um, with her going in for a chemo or she, something. They, this show starts off, she's I know. dead. She's I dead. Know. <laughs> she's like 100% gone. That was a risky move for a show, but I think it does follow the the books that she does die wow yeah the, to me though the one that that when i was just reading the synopsis and you tell me if i'm wrong remember we we kind of had like a joke day where we were like skipping through all the stupid uh netflix sh uh, movies that were out there uh -huh. and the kissing booth was there yes. and we literally took like 10 minutes just skip 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 but what i remember from it is that the mom's the mom was dead in that and i in in this the friend's mom is dead yes right? and then there was the younger brother older brother crush that the main character had which seems a lot like 
like um, what Conrad and Jeremiah's like dynamic is that the girl had a brother. I don't know if he was an older brother or a younger brother, but she has a brother Steven, here, right? Stephen, he's the yes. valedictorian. And then they they both deal with living near a beach. So it feels like it's the same thing, except that the kissing booth may be a lot lighter in tone. Because from what I heard, this is a pretty melancholy premiere. Yeah, I, I would say the first three episodes People were are... talking about how they cried constantly. Well, so. it's it's not... Here's what the show was not like. It's not like Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin, Vampire Diaries, School Spirits, Wednesday, Teen Wolf, On My Block, and The Grand Army. And the reason is, those all fall under either science fiction, or what I feel like is like they go through some crazy storyline about death, or there's some type of, like, any character could at any moment have anything crazy happen to them. This show, The Summer I Turned Pretty, is at least grounded in reality. Well, and it does that, have to do with death, though. It does have to do with death. But, like, for example, with On My Block, you have characters dying in that show that you've gotten to know for, like, and what, seasons? Yeah. And it kills off characters. This, it seems like it's actually what is happening in the show. one character. <laughs> yes, but that is yes. more realistic. It seems like what's happening in the show could actually happen in real life. Yes. So I do give it props for that cool in the first episode it's summer 2022 this is uh that's why i was guessing it's a flashback kind of you have belly so you knew when it started that it was a flashback because a lot of people were like where where are we right now no i actually had to guess that before okay. I, I got that later on yeah, in the right. episode okay. okay and also like i was saying it's interspersed throughout the first three episodes the flashback storyline but i'm just going to go through the flashbacks and then the present day storyline yeah, sure, to make for, it for easier sure. so summer 2022 belly con Conrad, Jeremiah, and Susanna are all at this beach house. And like I said, Susanna is Laurel's best friend and Laurel is Belly's mom. Correct. Uh, and Belle is together with Conrad. This is a big deal because Jeremiah, who is her best friend, or yeah, yeah her best friend does not know. And like they end up sharing a kiss and then Belly comes clean to Jeremiah. She's just like, me and Conrad are together and Jeremiah does not take this thing well I think at, at that all. point, Jeremiah and her were about to date. Or, like, they were dating, so it was, like, a question of whether or not that it was considered cheating or yeah. not. Yeah, so that's why he didn't take it. Well, it wasn't just like, oh, you made out with my brother. What the hell? You For know, the rest of, of the episode in the flashbacks, Belly and Conrad just talk on the phone about different issues. That was all that happened in about their relationship. Did you like that? No, this was, that was all it showed in the flashbacks. Just continually Belly and Conrad on the phone with one another. There's a point where he's it's, helping her with, it's Craig, character development. with Craig homework. How am I supposed to care it's, about you're that. supposed to first of all put yourself in that position did you ever talk to a girl <laughs> that you liked about your tri trigonometry and also he's in he's in college at this point oh, the so difference, he'd be good at it the difference yes i mean i my <laughs> thing wasn't the fact that he was good at it it was that high school and college i understand you're going to have friendships and maybe even a relationship crossover have you ever tried to do math over the phone i'm sorry that's, no that it does just... hold me up like how did how would you even do that like i've been okay at math all my life but i could not imagine <laughs> trying to tutor someone who's just telling me like a problem over the phone yeah you seem to be more caught up on it than i I am. Okay, well, no, I've heard people talk about how much they liked the development of Conrad and, uh, and because Conrad comes off as, like, a good dude in this first yes, episode, Yes, I right? mean, he's, yeah, he's a fine character, and but it's it's just the split between the two of them. He's at Brown, I think. I think that's the name of the college uh, for his first year. Yeah, you've never and heard then, of Brown before? No, I have. Okay. But I'm saying that's a college that he's at. Uh -huh. He's a freshman in there, and then he's speaking to this senior in high school that he seems to be with throughout this whole entire time, and it didn't seem like they were talking about anything important. Sure, you get backstory 
on maybe the divorce that I think Conrad and Jeremiah had to go through at like one point in time. Uh-huh. But I'm pretty sure that's already been talked about. I found the I don't think the reason for it was like uh, apparent. Like I think that Conrad comes to they they show like a backflash of him seeing uh, his dad cheat or something, right? And his dad I think is either played by is his dad's name like Adam or something or yes, I think they said Adam in the episode. And was that the guy from Eureka or is that someone else? No, that's a different person. So that was actually one of my. Oh pro- no no no! It was the guy from uh, La La Land then. It was the guy, the drummer from uh, from uh, that thing you do. Is, is oh really? Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. It would be okay that guy. yeah. So the guy that shows up at the end of La La Land. Yeah no, but um, I I actually like the present day storyline a lot more. It's summer twenty twenty three. Colin Ferguson shows up out of nowhere. He's only in uh, like a couple short scenes, especially in the first episode. In fact, I think he only has one talking scene. But it was funny to see him show up out of nowhere. It was reminiscent of when you were talking about how you saw Dominic West in a uh, Brassic for like one minute when they did an audience shot. Uh-huh. It was funny. He, because the, he's obviously been in the show before, but to see him just randomly <laughs> pop up and I had no idea he was in it, I found that funny. <laughs> he just had one of those faces. Yeah. And then also uh, some of the other guest stars I had, like I said, Kira Sedgwick, but also you have Elsie Fisher show up in this. I did uh, not know that. Yeah. So, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Sky okay. from okay. Eight, no, yeah, no, I that's did. who yeah. she plays from eighth grade. Gotcha. So I did like seeing them uh, show up kind of out of nowhere. The story, though, very, very, it seemed like, uh, uh, I don't know, not dramatic, but uh, like you were saying, kind of boring a little bit the first episode yes well not only that i think all three episodes the second and third episode do have uh, i guess the plot moving a little bit more it just felt like the reviews were mostly saying yeah the first episode was there to kind of recap give people uh, uh more of an understanding of this world remind the them of the characters season, the first season was so bright and happy and it was all about her like discovering her love of her life and this one it's like death and misery <laughs> and sadness and look how our breakups went and and, and her life is kind of toppling apart right like it yes. doesn't hurt she loses her uh, spot in her uh, volleyball. Yes, not yeah. not only that, she also has a big fight at the graduation party with Stephen, and it seemed like as much as they were trying to make it seem like Belly was going through a hard time in her life, she kept on using Susanna's death in the present storyline as an excuse. In fact, it was very cathartic at the very end of the first episode when uh, Laurel, her, her mom, mom yeah. yeah, and her are having this argument, and Laurel finally says, "You don't get to use Susanna's death as an excuse because that's all she was doing." It's interesting because Laurel people aren't necessarily on the same side with, but I think that comes along with something that she does later, right? At the funeral. Does it, at is, the funeral. Yes, apparently, like, Belly and Laurel have a fallout at the funeral where they feel like Laurel, like, should have been more supportive of Belly. Oh, okay, yeah, in the third episode, yeah. kind of. That's okay, more but of you, can, you can get to that later, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. one but, yeah, I... Belly talks to Stephen first. You said her brother, who's, like, the valedictorian, and then she talks to her friend Taylor. Um, tell me what you thought of those two characters, because oh, there's t- been made a lot of... Okay, so Stephen actually was my favorite character. Cool. And Taylor, yeah. I'm sure that they're going to... Why was to... he your favorite character? He was my favorite character because he was funny, he was very sarcastic and I always kind of like characters like that especially in this show sometimes it can be overdone and they can be the most grating characters here I felt like he was actually maybe one of the best actors was he a good big brother I would say so, yeah. Okay. I mean, like, uh, it doesn't seem like they have a terrible relationship, just a very sarcastic one. <laughs> okay. Taylor, oh, that's great. Yeah. Taylor, it's it, it's the most boomer humor storyline. She's dating like a punk rocker named yeah, Milo. Milo. <laughs> 
And, yeah. like, it's just the, I mean, it's everything that you would expect it to be. She's, like, they think that they're really in love and how much they love it. I, I did not like it. It was it was one of my you don't like Taylor. show. I, it's not that I didn't like Taylor. I did not like their relationship because I've seen it done all the time. One thing I do have to get the show credit for also, though, is the amount of songs they were able to use <laughs> Jeez, yeah. throughout the first three episodes. Yeah. In the same way that the 80s and 90s team rom-coms use uh, songs that are very recognizable to that time, Oh my god, do they have so many here. Taylor Swift, I think, is in every single episode. Yes, she is. Not only that, you have Lizzo, you have Driver's License Play, Olivia Rodrigo in the first episode. Yeah, I think Little she's Nas, songs. Little Nas X, The Weeknd, a cover of I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by by Milo. That's who ends up singing it. And My Worst But enemies. But I think Taylor thinks that, because in the, in the, <laughs> did that, did he wrote it? Yes, right? yeah. Well, that was the that, joke? that was funny. <laughs> because Steven's like, no, that's obviously <laughs> not the case. Yeah. He didn't write it for you. It reminded me a little bit of Zombie land too where that uh person who plays guitar the band member and that mm-hmm. also was like making lies about how i made famous songs yeah you were, you were saying the, other things like one direction was there i know that yes one direction was in i believe the beginning of the second episode they have a the romeo juliet song i forgot um what that was and then the invisible string song that um people were mad at that like they didn't play uh snow on the beach or whatever that taylor swift song is they wanted really badly for that to be but like again when she was in the car they played driver's license right yes that and was so, a, that was at the end so of the show isn't thing. afraid to go like on the nose and so i guess people were mad that they didn't do it on the nose i there mean too. i think that one of the things you can't because i have my complaints with the show but i feel like you can't really complain with the song selection here. people love the music so much that's why they were complaining. They were like, this would have been the perfect opportunity. You guys do this all the time. You're so amazing at it. How did you miss this one? You know, but people also like the Invisible String song. That's what it was so weird. I don't think I remember the last show that we did where the music was this big a part of it. If the music was just the most cliche, like mm-hmm. uh, pop music that you can get these days. Yeah. Also, I wanted to say, uh, because I've now given a pro, I should also give a con. Mm-hmm. Belly, and it comes in at the most random times, has voiceover in this show. I know it's based off of, based a, off a, book. Based off a book, but it came out out of nowhere and I felt like what she was saying was always kind of irrelevant. You could tell by the actor's faces what the character was thinking anyways. Uh-huh. I didn't really think that they needed to include Belly's thoughts in the show. I thought it was a little bit of a stretch to have her recast at the older version like they do with How I Met Your Mother, you know? With like Meryl no. Street. <laughs> no, it was her, right? No, it's just, yeah, it's actually Okay, her. it was a little tongue. Yeah, okay. In the in the second episode though, that's when things actually kinda do kick off a little bit because um in the first episode Billy tries to kiss this person named Corey. She's kind of uh, sad that she's not really seeing Conrad that much anymore. And she decides to call Jeremiah. So it's like rebound kiss. Yeah. Very end of the first episode, and it seemed like Corey really wasn't into it. She was misreading signals. Very end of the first episode, she calls up Jeremiah. Jeremiah, she thinks is going to be mad but when he picks up the phone he actually asks one question he's like do you know where conrad is apparently conrad's gone missing so that leads into the second episode where i felt like alone uh, it was a little better because you got to uh see uh it, belly and jeremiah kind of interact for the first time uh-huh. and there was even some mystery as to where i conrad was and i thought that if it played more into that in the second episode sure it would have been more interesting but it just ends up being that he's at the beach house gotcha um and by the way, I, I do need to say that Taylor 
given absolutely nothing to do for the first two episodes. Steven goes to her and, and they decide to go to Cousins as well because that's where the beach house is. But her character and even Steven's a little bit, even though it was my favorite, it's like, yes, they do have a couple interactions together, but they don't do anything. Mm. It, it, like when they go to Cousins at the end of the second episode, that was the most I felt like their storyline actually uh, accomplished. And then by the third episode, that's when it seems like I think it was the best one, the beach house is on the line and this obviously means a lot not only to belly because of Susanna and the connection there but also jeremiah and conrad they even tried to speak to kira sedgwick that's uh, their aunt who has already made the decision and apparently came in from out of town just to sell this thing they're having an open house they're really hoping that's not the case and then steven and taylor end up showing up they all are kind of hanging out wondering because they're not going to give up the fact that this beach house is theirs and they're going to try and save it somehow it sounds like in shameless when uh when fiona kept on trying to save her own house yes <laughs> yeah. yeah but here it was it was a little bit more strange from their because, uncle yeah yeah it, this was just like a beach house i'm sure it means a lot for people that saw it in the first season also people who can afford it like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it means a lot to people who can waste their time like trying to defend but just here, another house of theirs yeah it, well here it was just uh, i didn't feel that much of a connection to it even they show at the end of i think the second episode belly losing her virginity in the beach house yeah, really awkward scene a, by the way no but okay so awkward people love it man people like, love people, that scene yes, it was, it's it was like a... it's all of it coming to a culmination these are two characters that they've wanted to see get together forever I just get the <laughs> Jeremiah and Conrad they are both the brooding characters like they have the well, hairline like it there's even one part that was I thought the worst so Jeremiah is supposed to be the lighter of the two but from what I've heard Conrad was presented in this season as having more of a lighter tone because they wanted to uh, kind of show him in a juxtaposition to what they've shown him uh, as of yet so it's funny how you coming in there completely blind to this might have thought that conrad was a little less brooding than normal and might have come away with jeremiah being more brooding. i did i did I, yeah. I found it more that way also in the second episode isabel and jeremiah have a fight that i didn't think it, it they literally have one fight just about how jeremiah felt like belly abandoned her once belly got together with conrad uh -huh. it was the most cw storyline and it seemed like after that one fight when there was so much tension in between these two characters that was it they were all chummy by the <laughs> after that fight Scene. It's high school. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, I, I I don't feel like you can hide behind that excuse with this show. Uh -huh. Very end of the third episode, there's something on Conrad's phone. It dings. He looks at it. He We don't really see what it is, but he runs out as they're all watching it happen one night. Steven is running out after him because he can tell something's up, and, he's, and Conrad's having a panic attack. And then I think, I didn't really replay it to tell, but I think he collapses on the beach. So whatever he saw on his phone, it, it, it must be something big because it just suddenly kind of happened i mean the amount of times i received the text it just had to collapse right <laughs> but then it was it was one of those things where it's oh like, wait it wasn't that his like mom was dead or something right like this wasn't a backflash yeah no no, no okay this was right. actually so this was the storyline yeah, yeah, yeah who knows maybe his dad died or something they even <laughs> tried to contact his dad and the dad is like not into it he's like no we are selling this house i appreciate the effort and that's one thing i think that is also a con of the show it seems like isabel jeremiah and conrad sure taylor and steven are thrown into the mix but they're the only ones that 
that really seem to care. And I feel like if a beach house has been in your family for as long as this has, and Susanna, again, someone who's died, this was like her house as well, seems like there would be a little bit more to put into consideration as if you wanted to sell this thing, because I would see that more as like a family, empathetic, uh, maybe nostalgic type of thing, rather than just, oh, we can get some money for this from a beach house. I know, but it's a beach house and with global warming and climate change, like how long is that really going to be a feasible beach house? I'm saying that like, it's not <laughs> one of those things where it's, Sell it while it's high, you know? where it's not, it, I, I can see the perspective uh -huh. that the aunt and the father have. And I know I'm supposed to have the perspective that that uh, it belly has and I kind of do but I'm also saying I feel like the aunt and the, the father were just like on the same page and I'm not sure if they would have been as for it as they are and is, Judah, is this really the thing driving the plot though because I was told by episode three things really hit the gas like some crazy stuff happened and I, I was to assume that that was more relationship Laurel stuff. Laurel has this side storyline where she's ran a book I guess because of Susanna's yeah, death and it's a book sort of like Jenny Han's books so, like it literally has a title that's, that's very similar yes, to hers yeah, yeah they even show the title of it. I'm uh -huh. not sure what was in the first episode. And she's thinking about going off to NYC. But to overall, mm -hmm. yeah, to, to sell the book. Oh, okay. <laughs> but overall, I didn't really see that as that important. In the third episode, this might be what they're talking about. You do see the funeral yes. in the flashback yeah. of Susanna. And apparently, like, Belly either freaks out or something. That's either. at the reception. The funeral itself, I thought, was the worst part of the show. Not oh, because no. I didn't think that it wasn't, like, good, but it, it got bad when Conrad went up there pulled out a guitar and apparently there was a song that Susanna really liked him singing but then he starts singing the song and I was just like this scene this is just coming across as too unbelievable like yeah, I don't know like don't you remember in Severance when they brought out the video where he's like jamming with his daughter and it was like I saw that scene at least twice or thrice if it was a video then yeah. I would understand he literally well, it was the person who had died so that's why it had to be a video he goes out no no but he himself Conrad goes yeah. up in front of everyone and starts singing the song I didn't think that really worked out that well. Okay, I mean, it still is better than the uh, it was Succession funeral. Yeah. Not that the episode is better in Succession, but, like, what's going on, I would rather have been in the in the less awkward of the two, which is probably just the song. And the uh, and then after the reception, what you're talking about, Belly freaking out, apparently uh, she is really mad. She's in, like, a bad headspace, which we did see in the first episode because Susanna died and her and Conrad get into a big fight. And her school stuff is, like, falling apart. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and Conrad finally just says to her, I knew getting with you was a mistake. It feels like at certain points, I'm just kind of recapping Gossip Girl, which is why I think that, which is definitely negative for the show. Mm -hmm. um, and then like, she ends up falling down and making kind of an embarrassment of herself. She runs oh, the, out of the, the house. Oh, the clumsy cute girl, uh, like trope. Like, well, it wasn't where... the clumsy cute girl. She, she's like running away and then I, I know. think she trips on her heels. But it's like, it feels like whenever they try to do these things, they always make it like they're, they're klutz. Well, know? no, that is true because Conrad does come and try to like help her up mm -hmm. and then she's like no no and she runs out of the house mm -hmm. yeah, at certain points it felt like and i think belly is a fine character but it felt like every single character always had that moment where they were just kind of like i don't know just kind of out of their mind really dumb i do i do the funny thing is like coming in when i first heard about the show just the title the summer i turned pretty i wrote it off so quickly like i thought that was the stupidest title i thought it was vapid i thought it was vain i was, and then, I was but very... like after doing research i i've come to respect 
the fan base enough to be like, okay, this is it clearly has a lot more to it, a lot more depth. So when you talk about like the the, the really cliche stuff, I'm I'm I totally believe that that's there, but I have to believe that there's also this other side where there's there's a oh little no, bit. I'm sure because like it's it, got a seven point four on IMDb. Yes, this was actually better than I thought it was going to yeah. be. Um, there's just some things in the plot that I did have a question about. Stephen yeah. gives a graduation valedictorian speech, speech, valedictorian yeah. speech, and then they go to a restaurant. That's actually the scene that Colin Ferguson speaks in in the first episode. Uh-huh. But he he says how his speech went viral on TikTok uh-huh. never comes back into play. In well, the, I think that might be episode. a shout out to maybe the because the show went viral on TikTok. I think it was shared mm. like almost a billion times. <laughs> like so many people saw like little clips of it and it actually brought Taylor Swift's songs like back up, which is crazy. Yeah, you think well, like the biggest artist of the last 10 years had their songs propped up by a TV show which came out and I told you already this was the number one most streamed television show this weekend. No, I, I, Amazon, I, had, I had heard of it before. I think Amazon may have even made their Amazon Prime week on the same week for that wow. reason. Like let's boost it up even further. They even had this showing in theaters for they the had a super big theaters. fans. Wow. Yeah, which isn't, I mean, they also had, what was that Marvel series that failed so bad in oh, theaters? Oh, the Inhumans? Yeah, or... Inhumans. They, I remember they promoted <laughs> very it's, similarly. It's a thousand times better than that because we're talking about, I guess, good things for the show. I did want to say whenever a cliffhanger happened yeah. at the end of the episodes, I was always interested in the first episode when Conrad's gone missing. Like I said, kind of that mystery angle. Where did he go? And at the end of the second episode, uh, Belly comes in and uh, this is when Jeremiah found Conrad at the beach house and they're all staring at each other. I was wondering how the interaction was going to play. I thought that that cliffhanger worked as well. And then in the third episode, uh, when whatever was on Conrad's text and whatever made him freak out, I am wondering what was on that phone and what that message said. Mm, so that's the big cliffhanger. Yes. All right. One thing you haven't mentioned, which I'm a little surprised about, is that this third episode is supposed to concentrate heavily, like each episode does a party, right? But this was supposed to be all about the prom, I think, and uh, and how Belly and Conrad, like how their thing fell apart. But I don't know anything about like what... Tell me what happens in this. Is it a cool looking prom? Is it and and are things like in trouble to begin with, or does it wait until the end? Yes, for the full night, it just yeah. seemed like everything that bad that could have happened did. Conrad, he comes back for Belly's prom, but he forgets her corsage in like his dorm room. So um, he makes what, that drive. He he comes all the way, and, um, the, and it seems like this is the last time that we see Susanna. I think alive as well. She's on kind of a Zoom call as this is going on, and uh, and then they go to the prom, and he's just not having a good time. He doesn't want to dance, and then even when they do dance he's just like he's off in some other space so he's he's either thinking about how his mom is dying or he's just sick of belly like what what is she is she taking this personally as yes yes but it's not i don't think they want to break up with belly but what happens is they go they end up like leaving the prom and they fight it's a classic uh setting in the rain Mm -hmm. and uh and yeah they end up breaking up because he just breaks up with you i think it was conrad that broke up with belly because he just really didn't want to do it he uh and then the saddest part i think of the whole episode is when belly takes off her necklace and gives it back to conrad all right uh because that i believe in the first scene that in the first scene that's, I think, the necklace that Conrad gave Belly. So it was supposed to be like... Sure. Just I just know in the, in the books, uh, from what people were talking about, they said that he was really mean in the books and they didn't want to see him be as mean 
in the actual representation. Yeah, I here. think I think so, when it actually when they break up, I mean, I feel like it, it was supposed to be kind of yeah, you're not sure which side to fall on. So how Belly that, is yeah. just completely torn up about it. She runs back in, and Stephen sees the whole thing, and they end up hugging. It was the first time they actually saw Stephen kind of act like an older brother there. But then that's why when we get to the funeral reception later, uh, she's going to go speak to Conrad just to see if everything is okay. And I believe there's another woman named Audrey who's in the same room with Conrad, mm-hmm. and that's what uh, makes them end up having the fight at the reception and then so it's prom juxtaposed with funeral and so things are really like you've seen the best of their relationship now you've seen the worst of their relationship you've also seen the worst in like their emotional lives so uh, only only good things from here right (laughs) i mean you would hope so are you going to in any way continue the show no probably not not even if it was just to like skim through those episodes and figure out whether or not belly ends up with conrad or jeremiah i don't have enough of a connection with the show to really care that much it does remind me of Twilight in that way, though. The whole entire team. Uh, of course. Who, yeah. Overall, though, uh, Decider, Rolling Stone, AB Club, uh, Collider, Hollywood Reporter, Vanity Fair all came out with season two reviews that were pretty positive. The Daily Beast and Pace came out with negative reviews. Um, what would you probably give it? I think a big reason for my five out of 10 score, and we can maybe leave it off here, yeah. is just that even though I was saying Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin, and all these other things have these crazy things happen, you are left with a show, like I said, grounded in reality, but that reality is oftentimes just going to be kind of boring, and the pacing is so sluggish mm-hmm. throughout these, like, three hours That's fair. that it's hard to really get into it. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye. Bye.